right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. What up, what up, what up? Friday afternoon in the house, episode 30. Ooh, 3-0, Trey Zero. You know what the fuck the vibes are. I don't know why I'm coming off so aggressive. Sorry, people. But we may or may not have had an extended pre-show um, with a couple one-two tree drinks. Um, a little fo fo fo. Um, but you know, we're we're carrying on. This is what we do. Shout out to Moses Malone and everybody who makes drinks that are at a minimum 8% alcohol per volume. That's how we live on this side of the fence. Uh, this beer is only six, so we'll stick with the tequila. Trash! But here we are, people. Episode 30. Ivan, who you... you know what? I'll take it. I'm nominating two people. I'm going straight... Ooh, the face. The face means it's good. Well, it's, it's a sour a- ale with kiwi and strawberry. 6%. Ooh, it sounds like you're trying to get a child drunk, which means it probably is a pedophilic beer. But who am I to judge? All right, back to the tequila. Um, it is neat. I say, it sounds like an Adele Capri Sun. Say, say, the, say the flavors of that beer again. Um, it is a sour <laughs> ale with kiwi and strawberry. You know what? I think that's the other reason that when I looked at the logo, <laughs> this is going to make no sense to anyone other than the two of us, but that's fine. That's the other reason that I thought there was gummy worms, I think, on the can, is I saw the flavors first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's gummy, gummy worms. It's yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Catholic priests buy that beer by the pound? Or do you think that it's just more like buy a gallon thing? Or do you think they, they feel like Guinness own? people to me? Not if you're trying to seduce children. But what I'm trying to say here is episode 30. I'm here. Uh, we might need to cut that part out. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, we'll cut that out. And when I say cut that out, we'll treat it like every other piece of this, <laughs> which it does not get cut out. <laughs> Listen, these are all jokes, people, and jokes come from some grand truth. So it's episode 33-0, Trey Zero. I'm going to start off by saying that I could not pick one person. So I have to pick two people, which is not allowed, but I got to do it. Um, and the main reason is because these two people – not only remind me of myself, but also because they had to go through a tremendous amount of injury adversity, which I've dealt with my entire life. I guess I just said the same thing twice. They remind me of myself. So the first person, number 30, I'm going with Terrell Davis, possibly the mm. greatest running back. The reason that, that John Elway has two rings. Possibly the greatest running back that nobody really remembers. Um and arguably, arguably, the worst story when it comes to injuries for somebody who made it into the Hall of Fame. Not the people who are still trying to get there, but the people who are already there. Um, it is guy, wild that he played like six years. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was like straight up like, oh, you went to the Hall of Fame? How many? How long did you play? Six or seven years. Like, what? Like, like how many people have 60 rushing touchdowns, you think, in all of football? I had a guess. <sighs> I would say maybe 20. Let's see. NFL rushing touchdown leaders career. Okay. So it's slightly more. It's like 50. So 49 or no tied for 49. So 51 people have 61 or more. But are all those people only running backs? Which is different because there's a lot of quarterbacks who did a QB sneaks. There's like tight ends. I think so. Then okay, I'm I'm scrolling through. Uh, Cam Newton, 
is, I believe, the only one that is okay. not, which makes me feel like Mike Vick is here somewhere and I'm missing I, him. But I, I don't thought think the that. same thing. I would even take like I know this is like I would even take maybe Brady. Like he's played so long and he's a QB sneak god. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, not they, they don't run that on the one that often. By the way, LeGarrette Blunt is at 56. I just like to make that known. Wow, shout out to So Blunt. like he's not that far off. Smoke them all. Smoke them if you got them. You know, Terrell mm-hmm. Davis. There's a few guys I'm surprised you're on here. Like two. He, he, here's he, okay. So I, I don't want to we'll talk about Terrell Davis, but yeah. I just have to do this because otherwise I'm gonna forget. So we talk about how impressive it is that Terrell Davis from 95 to 01, 60 mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns. Todd Gurley has been in the league 2015 to 2020 are his years playing. He has 67. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Wait, Maybe wait, it's time wait, to put wait, a little wait, more wait, respect wait, on wait, him. 20 second time off. When I heard the question in my mind and my uh, possibly inebriated mind, I heard how many people have 60 rushing touchdowns who played as long as Terrell Davis. That's in my mind. Oh, I no. I, no, I, I think it's very few. That's why, that's why I said maybe 20. Yeah, no, I mean, like, if I look at guys with a shorter shelf life, I look at, I mean, I don't even know who you go to. Cam, Cam's played nine years. He has 70. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve Van Buren, which is a very different era of football. And Cam got what, 10 last year? Uh, He got a lot of rushing touchdowns last year. I blocked out a lot of what Cam Newton did last year. (laughs) Because he only had um, he had less he had less than ten passing touchdowns I think so he like, sure think, did so I think he had he like had eight he touchdowns. had eight passing touchdowns to his ten interceptions I know that okay um, let me see rushing feels like there definitely should be oh that it's so weird because on on his football reference it's like all passing stats it's like yeah clearly that's not why I went to Cam Newton's page <laughs> they should they should automate it like when you go to he had Iverson, twelve should, last year he had twelve yeah. last year. So literally, he just passed Terrell Davis last year. Yeah, so it's like you look at yeah, Steve Van Buren in like seven years had sixty nine, I think it said, but it's like that was where they hadn't invented the forward pass really yet. No. So, so it's like yeah, you probably have way more attempts. So yeah, no Terrell Davis, and to do it, you know, I, I gave Elway some shit here, mm-hmm. you know, by saying that's the reason he has two rings, which isn't totally a lie, but. To do it when you still had an elite quarterback slinging yeah. it, like you had to be very productive. Yeah. Like, granted, yeah. he probably got some more first and goals more than other guys did, but like, there's a lot of passing touchdowns in there. Yeah. Elway's first touchdown, he was easily a top five to seven quarterback in the league still. And he had Shannon Sharp right there, who is my favorite um, tight end of all time and top five greatest tight end of all time, in my personal opinion. Like, he had people, he had pieces. It wasn't like it was just like, you know, Terrell Davis bring us home. The, that second touch, that second um, championship, yeah, it was time to retire. He still did it. He got the championship. But, like, you're talking about a guy who played six years, had 60 touchdowns, part of the um, the 2,000 rushing yards um, in one season um, campaign, which I think is only – is less than 10 people ever. Like still. him, Dick, CJ. Adrian Peterson. Did AP get two? I think Adrian Peterson I he got came 2K. I think he got 2K. Running backs with 2,000 rushing yards. I feel like that won't be tied up for career. Oh, the juice, as we knew. Oh, Derrick Henry, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's Dickerson, Peterson, okay. uh, Barry, 
Derrick Henry, TD, CJ, OJ, and Jamal Lewis. That's eight, I think, right? Yeah, I think that's right. So that's crazy. Like he did, he did literally things that nobody did. And he and did he it has more in a very short players. time frame. And he has more rings than most running backs who ever laced them up. That's true, because most people don't keep a running back around that long. Nope. Yeah, it's, it was it three to five years is what they say. Or you know, or it's someone good. like, I mean, obviously I'm going to think of this, but it's like, or a running back with a lot of rings is going to be like a James White, where it's like, you're not the bruiser. Like, you're yeah. going to be on the team because you're reliable and you're used in different ways that we want to keep you on the roster each year. Mm-hmm. Superstar running backs do not get rings. That's a fact. That's 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 what I should have said. Yeah, the, the main focus of an offense, or one of the main focuses of an offense, the, they do not rack up rings. That's not usually how it happens. Yeah. Ask Marshall Falk. Yeah, the running backs that ball out and get the big contracts never win rings, which it's is wild, dude. Isn't that wild? Like that's it's the a, one position. It, it's it's tough for them because it's like I would defend a GM that's like I'm not giving a running back a big extension because of that. But like, yeah. look, you look at the production of AP, Shady. You know, you Marshall Falks, another one. He got one. Um, Clint Portis. Clint Portis. You know, because they're always on Sean bad Alexander. Teams. Marshawn Lynch. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. Uh, who's Jerome the one Bettis the got one? Who's the guy for the Jets? Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. Yeah, he was on the Patriots right before the Patriots were good. Yeah. Shout and then we picked up Antoine through. Smith instead. Shout out to Twan. Yeah, you know, it's, it's wild, though. And these are the guys who have the greatest stats in NFL history, like some of them that and they just didn't win anything. It, didn't, it, it honestly might be the only position on the field where you can be – you can guarantee eliteness and not winning. Like, if you think about it, if uh, you're kicker. elite – If you – nope, because there's no such thing as an elite kicker. We don't we don't give them that credit. We That's don't a give lie. special team – I don't well, know. Not you. Not us. Yeah. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking okay. about, like, they don't Society. Give, like, Devin Hester is now eligible to be a Hall of Famer. There, to me, there's no question Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer. No doubt. They don't give special teamers elite statuses, so it's going to be up in question. Like, Brian Mitchell, who played for the Giants and the Eagles, he had the most yards, touchdowns, and returns for any return man in NFL history. Troy and Brown. Troy Brown's another one, a three-way player. Like, that's something else that doesn't yeah. even come up, you know? So, like, it, but we don't give them – we don't ever say, like, that special team is elite like that. Like, Janikowski yeah. should be a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. Yeah. Like, first ballot. But Which would be so dope. First round pick, first ballot Hall of Famer as a kicker would be baller. It would be and crazy. I'm pretty sure he's high on hallucinogens, like, most of his career. I think you should. I feel like if your name has that many consonants and vowels in it, you should be able to do what you want. By the way, this this is a total tangent and maybe alcohol induced. One of my favorite uh, single game stats was the Patriots played the Raiders once. This was maybe five years ago. They won sixteen to nine. Every point was scored oh, yeah. by someone with the last name Kowski. <laughs> yeah, Monk had a touchdown. Every other point for the Patriots came from Steven Goskowski, and, and then Janikowski had three field goals. <laughs> it's wild. The Polish, man. Polish takeover, baby. Polish takeover, baby. And, and and it's sad because we don't. I mean, we do, but they don't respect those kind of guys. You know, like it's it really sad be... to me. It really is because, like, I'd rather see that than. I'm not someone that wants to not have people in the Hall of Fame. Like I, I like I, I almost said like I'd rather have them than like some running backs or some wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. I don't think that that's totally true because I don't think that's fair to say to like 
he's the first shouldn't person. Be an and. It, should, it, should, it shouldn't be right. an or. It should be an and. Correct. Like, I was going to throw, like, Reggie Wayne out there, but, like, he's a Hall of Famer, so it's like, I don't know what I'm saying. But it's like, I've always believed, and I think this is the best way to look at a Hall of Fame of any kind, you know, steroids included in baseball and all this. Can you tell the story of your sport? Like, that to me, what a Hall of Fame is is a museum of your sport or your mm. league, whatever. Mm-hmm. However you're defining, like, basketball – is the basketball hall of fame versus like the NFL hall of fame. Those are different things, but can you tell the story of the sport without a Devin Hester? You absolutely cannot. I agree. I agree. Tell it without an Adam Vinatieri. You absolutely no. cannot like even, Troy Brown. Even, yeah. Like you can probably tell the story of football. With, I wouldn't tell my story of football without mm-hmm. Troy Brown. But you can tell the story of football without Troy Brown. But but there, but there should be a wing in the Hall of Fame for people who did unusual things. And Troy Brown, I, it, you know what? Player. You know what? I wish they had in every major sports Hall of Fame. I'm gonna give. I don't know if it's Dana, but I'm gonna give the UFC some credit. They put moments in the Hall of Fame, which I think is really cool and unique. Like yeah, they'll be like, it. we're gonna induct this fight. Like the first, like the first. We're not gonna uh, put these fighters in necessarily. Yeah, like the first Ultimate they, Fighter. Uh, championship right. fights was in there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's like dope. Devin Hester has returns that should be in the Hall of Fame, even if for whatever bullshit reason he's not. But you know what's crazy about that, Ivan? Let's go even deeper with that, though. It, you shouldn't have to be the greatest at what you did in order to get appreciation for what you did. Dante Hall should be in the Hall of Fame, probably. Mm-hmm. Throw up the X, Dante Hall. Like, like he he isn't Devin Hester, but Devin Hester had to outdo him, and that's why Devin Hester became Devin Hester. But if we only allow in, there's only what. I mean, technically it's two, but it's really only one pure kicker in the NFL Hall of Fame um, because the other one that I'm thinking about was also a quarterback, was also a special teamer, like did a mm-hmm. lot yeah, of other count. things. Yeah, it doesn't count. So, like, there's only one in the Hall of Fame, to my knowledge, that's really a pure kicker. So, if you have to – Do you think Vinny's let, the next one? Who, Vinatieri? Has easily, to, right? Easily, yeah. easily. Yeah, he has too many rings not to. And, that, and that's He's what's so sad, found. though, because what if, what if he never won, though? Like, what if he never won anything, yeah. but he has the all-time leading points in the history of the NFL? And you, you know what's crazy? I still stand by this. The most impressive kick he ever kicked, game winner even, if you were to look at that small of a sample size, is none of the Super Bowls. No. It was the, it's the, uh, the tuck rule the, game. Yeah, the snowy, snowy as fuck, windy as Into shit. Into the like, wind, 45. Yeah, I knew exactly was crazy. I knew exactly yeah. where we were going, and I was like, yeah. no, that fuck. I was watching that live. I was like. What the fuck is this? It's still you know, weird like, for me to rewatch that and remember that Jerry Rice was on the Raiders. That was also, I, be, I believe, no, no, it was two years later. It was like an old, yeah, that was two years later. Is when they didn't give him a pass. And they the only reason he was still in the league was basically because, I shouldn't say the only reason, sorry, Jerry. One of the main reasons he was, only, he was in the Stick league. Him. No, was because he had the consecutive games catching record. And then the Raiders forgot to throw him the ball because he just wasn't that good anymore. I and then, hate to see it. Yep. And then it was just, I remember watching that and he was just you like, know, my, like oh, my favorite longevity stat in the NFL is that Vinny Testaverde threw a touchdown every year for like 22 straight years. He came in in garbage time as a Patriots quarterback, which I don't think anyone remembers him playing for the Patriots because if it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't. Um, I'm not, but he I'm did not it a, like 23 straight years. It was crazy. Vinny Testaverde is one of the quarterbacks, one of the NFL players in general, no matter what position that will be forgotten, even though he shouldn't be, because he is literally one of the best players to ever play quarterback in my personal opinion. If you look at his statistics and look at what he did when he was in the pain, but this is the big but. There are so many players like Vinny Testaverde, and you saying that kind of jogs the memory, whereas like 
Vinny Testaverde was one of those dudes who was guaranteed to give you 2,500 to 3,000 passing yards if he's standing upright. That's just what's going to yeah. happen. Now, what you do besides that is on you. And I think Chad Pennington's happen. another guy that, as a, I always hesitate to call the Jets a rival for the Patriots, but they are. No, like, no, 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 no. Not in terms of competition, but it's like, there's, it's in New York. It's New York. That's the only reason. Stop it. They play in Jersey. No, no, no. They play in New Jersey. Stop this shit. Okay, it's not on that. (laughs) If Chad Pennington could throw the ball 25 yards down the field, I think he might be a top 20 quarterback of all time. I think if Chad Pennington... I think he's criminally underappreciated how consistent he was. See, you know what's funny about that? I'm a Chad Pennington guy, as we've talked about before on this podcast, but I believe Chad Chad Pennington is not underrated. He is rated the way he's supposed to. But it's always the what if he could, which makes us believe he's underrated. Like That's I think fair. Chad Pennington, I would what is it, 30 teams in the NFL or 32? I can't remember. 32? Yeah. 32? Yeah, four, four, out of, four, out of, four divisions. Yeah. Okay. Out of 32 teams in the NFL, I truly believe Chad Pennington is better than 20 quarterbacks currently who are starting for rosters. Minimum. That's fair. Minimum. Yeah. Which okay, so means he okay, is a this, top this is 12 quarterback in the NFL. This is a group chat argument because the only way that this would pop up is this. Who would you rather have, Chad Pennington or Mark Bolger? Chad Pennington is not even a question. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure that, you know, I can trust you uh, yeah. as someone to remain and in my I, life. And I, and I am a person who fucked with Mark Bolger with the Rams. Like, I didn't think he was that bad at all. Like, I thought he was not just me. He was pro bowler. He's pro bowler. He's, ser- he was serviceable. He was a guy. Yeah. Who, but but I could have made the Pro Bowl with that team. Like you tell me, you got Tory Holt, you got Isaac Bruce, you still got Marshall. He inherited all the guys that were just still under contract when Kurt Warner left and they couldn't leave. And and you know what's crazy (laughs) about that? And then Kurt Warner goes to the Cardinals and goes to the Super Bowl. Was just like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like like think about think about that though. Bolger went to the Pro Bowl, right? And then Kurt Warner out of out of retirement, not right after the Rams, out of retirement goes to the Super Bowl. That shows you the level of what that team was. That team was Mm -hmm. so great that a guy who should be literally retired came in and was like, I can make a Pro Bowl. And the guy who was retired went to the Super Bowl. Okay, so before we get totally derailed, um, I I want you to name your other 30 unless it's my number 30. As you know, we don't talk before this about the numbers we're going to do. Is this a Carolinian individual? Yes. 100%. 100%. Okay, so I'll, I let you take, I'll, I'll let you take okay. it away. I'll let you take it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this is a person that I've uh, com- been compared to, uh, not by myself, of course, um, <laughs> but in the St. Joe's three-on-three tournament uh, in opaque hall. Uh, for those that know, uh, you know, I, I, I may or may not have been referenced by this name. Um, one, I, I mean – like you said, and I knew this is how I knew you were going because you talked about overcoming adversity and, and injury. This guy's had more than his fair share. Um, and I think I think you can make an argument that he, along with maybe Kevin Durant, um, in terms of people that are currently in the league that are not named LeBron James, are like maybe the two people that can get highest on an all-time list or like a most general all-time great NBA list. Uh, it's one Wardell, Stephen Curry, mm. Davidson mm. zone. I want you to keep going because that was my other 30, but tell me why you feel connected to a guy like Steph Curry. I, I think I just love his story. Like I remember, 
I, I truly remember because I mean, for those that don't know, Reese is a little bit older than I am. So like when I was like probably most engaged in like March Madness and sports because there was nothing going on in my life and I was like 13, 14, that's when Steph was at Davidson. Mm. So like I remember like this is how much I remember about watching Steph in the tournament, the magic here. I was at a Celtics game. I remember I don't remember where my sweet seats were, but they were in like kind of a suite or like there was kind of a TV viewable. It wasn't like in our seat, but it was like kind of in the section. And like, you know, they could have had anything on there. They were watching Steph Curry. They were they were watching a Davidson March Madness game. And I, I remember it vividly. The fact that there was not not a March Madness game on. That's cool. But it wasn't Duke. It wasn't UNC. It wasn't. It may have been Kansas because they were playing Davidson, but it wasn't Kentucky. It wasn't like one of the Blue Bloods. Like that's not why they were tuned in. We were tuned in because it was Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And I remember there just being this thing about him because I was someone that I was never a super athlete, which is not a comparison to him because he's a great athlete. Uh, I, he's not a super athlete though. That's different, right? But uh, he's not but a freak. Saying, he's not I, a freak. I, yeah, he's not a freak. I always found myself – I was a shooter. So I always affiliated <laughs> myself with shooters. It's why, you know, even like a Steve Nash, I was like, no no one wants Steve Nash shooting. Like, you know, he, people remember him more as a flashy pass or whatever. Those that watch Steve Nash know that he was much more than that. Oh, he but, was a way better shooter than to me than he was a passer, but he just didn't do it as much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was 50-40-90. Like, Shout out to yeah. Larry. Was, but, was he the second – I think he might have been the second player in NBA history. I think so, yeah. yeah. It was just him and Larry. Um, but Steph, two I don't great, know. Two great, two great, clear Americans. Look at these. And neither of them – well, no, one was American. but They both were American. Well, Steve wasn't. Are we calling Steve American? He's North American. That's not what I said. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't say. That's I didn't fair. say. That's I didn't fair. say United did States say, of America. You did not I said say United States of America. You, yeah. Okay. That's 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 fair. But <laughs> I, I digress. Back to step. I don't know. There was always. It, it's interesting that you say like what makes me feel connected to that because I don't know that it's like a tangible one thing. It was like anytime I watched him, I was just like captivated I, I really was like it sounds dramatic to word it that way but there was something about from like even you know if i caught when the words were bad like i remember i still have i bought it on itunes with like an itunes gift card when i was in i don't know early high school late middle school i bought the game where brandon jennings dropped 55 as a rookie on the warriors oh, brandon jennings was my guy dude i remember that game I yeah, think I no i love brandon jennings I yeah, love Brandon yeah, Jennings yeah. too. Like we should talk about Brandon Jennings at some point. I don't know when. I, I also why think that, that that's actually, actually that actually is a rookie record in NBA history. I think that still stands. Uh, it was at the time. I, I yeah. think it still stands. But yeah, I don't think anybody broke it. I, I remember just watching him and just being like, "Also, also, wait, wait." Brandon Jennings yeah. also chose to not go to college and went to China and played. No, Italy. Was it Italy? Rome. He went to Italy. Sorry, sorry, Brandon. Yeah, he went to Europe and played, and then was like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to school. Like, I don't need to go to school." But really struggled with that, which I think I think more people should do that. By the way, yeah, he was um, going to go to USC, I think, and then he was like, "No, fuck that! I'm going over." Seems to right. So it would have been him and Demar, which would have been interesting. Yeah, because they're both and, from and OJ maybe because they're both from Compton. OJ was, I think, after. Uh, like, no, I think he was the year before. I think OJ was 0809 draft class. They were 0910. I only know okay. that because I'm a card collector. 
All right, but, yeah, well, he, yeah, they both, they both, OJ, but regardless, like, regardless, like, I remember they're just being, they both from Compton, so yeah, every time, and, and I think that's why, like, even I, I always had this affinity for Steph, I could never root against him, I really couldn't. And it was why, even when all the KD shit happened, and everyone was like, fuck the Warriors, super team, this super team, that, and I don't think people held it against him or Clay necessarily, but people Ooh. wanted the Warriors to lose. I think they held it against them. But it was a little bit. I, I think in retrospect, people are better on them now than mm-hmm. they are KD now that he's mm-hmm. left. Yeah. I rooted for him every night. I, I couldn't help it. And I, and I loved KD too. So it's like, even the fact that like he did what most people believe is snaky, and I can understand the argument for it. I would have mm-hmm. done the same thing if I was him. But I don't think people understand. I think, I think what they did with KD is the same thing we do with the term snitching. Where people don't actually understand what the term is. It's not about yeah. it's not about telling on but, but like if, if going wrong. The other thing is about, if I can root for KD and the Warriors when like it seems by most reports and by what KD has said, the Celtics were like probably option number two. Which like if you remember for their recruiting, they brought in KD Tom Brady. Was not, no, KD was not going to the Celtics. Well, yeah, he was going to the Warriors. <laughs> even like, even doing what on the back to OKC. I don't care what Katie's Katie. Katie says a lot of things that don't add up when you look at him talking. By the way, story. we have nothing but respect for Philadelphia Union uh, minority owner Kevin Durant. <laughs> we always like to make that right. Shout you out know to what I'm saying? But like, I don't. The reason why I think KD was looking for a championship in the in the Boston Celtics were close, but were, not close enough. And they were old. They were already beaten up. They were already kind of battered uh, to that point. Yeah, they were. Just Al. No, Kate. I'm talking. About, no, I'm talking about like. If you look at that team, that was not a championship team. That was a team that was good enough to contend to make the playoffs and be upper echelon. But that's not. And they went to the Eastern team. Conference Finals the year before. But look who they were playing against. If you look at that run, yeah, the they East went against was, LeBron. <laughs> you know but what I'm saying? Like KD beat LeBron with the Warriors. So and you got to remember though, KG's knee already went bad. No, KG wasn't there. I'm, I'm talking about the like why he probably was like I would go to the Celtics because you got to go from 08, 09, 10. Like you got to go through like why he would even consider the Celtics because the Celtics didn't win. You, you know, you know what I'll say in in retrospect, it was a bad choice to send Kelly Olynyk as like one of your primary recruiters. That's not I mean, that's not a good look. I, and I like Kelly Olynyk. If you think, had just think, sent Isaiah, he, he, okay, here's a question: Do you think the Celtics have a better chance if what they did? With Isaiah Thomas, Kelly Olynyk, and Tom Brady as your recruiters to go to the Boston Celtics, or if you just send Isaiah and Tom Brady? No, no. I th- I think actually, like from what I can tell, motherfuckers really like Kelly Olynyk. Like I don't get it, me personally, I don't get it. But motherfuckers really like Kelly Olynyk. Like, hey, I've never heard Jesuit a Jesuit lifestyle, dog. But I've never heard a teammate say anything negative about him. Even opponents, like opponents, hate him, but they'd be like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." But he's still quite good. Though. Like they Love still give him a compliment. That many bad things about him. Yeah, they still hated his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah. but like they still they still give him like a compliment randomly. Like so, I don't think it was that. I just think that Celtics was. I think that K. I think that KD was chasing legacy, and at that time, who has more legacy than the Celtics? At that time, who was more relevant currently to be the, the Warriors? Guy. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think it. that it was that. I don't think he would have ever really wanted the Celtics. No, I no, think no, he but, yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. But my my greater point is is that if an emotion, you know, I, I'd like to think that I'm pretty level headed as a fan. There's times mm. that I'm not. That's fair. 
I'm but you call, you call yourself off for not being a level hater, so I'll give you that. Yeah, you no, like, I'm, yeah, biased. I'm biased. I'm biased for sure. Biased. You'd be like, you'd lose it. I'm being completely biased. But, but there, was, there, wasn't, a <laughs> mo- there wasn't like, but like, there wasn't a moment that I was like, oh, he's taking the easy way out. He's soft. Which, no, like, that's bullshit. Which, that's like, all bull- that's, yeah. people, that's people. You know what that is? That's Minnesota Timberwolves fans. That's former Seattle Supersonics fans. Those are Indiana Pacers fans. Those are, oh, it gives those Seattle are fans. A team. No, no, but those are fans that never won anything, being mad that he's going to go win something, and they can't stand that he's doing it without. Those are Toronto Raptors fans before Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Like, mm-hmm. those fans, if you realize it, to me, when at that time, no, no city who ever won at least one championship gave a fuck. Like, we weren't like... Like I know in the Sixers we weren't like oh my god I can't believe he's doing. I know it. some. Care. I know some, but like no no no. But like as as like there's, a some fan base. there's some anywhere. There's some anywhere. Yeah. I'm talking about as yeah. a fan base. The people who were the most loudest were the motherfuckers who never won anything. They were just mad that you're gonna go do that and like Oklahoma City. Like, okay. Never okay. See. Yeah. No. They, they never won anything though. And, and your boy left you without winning something there. I get it. Like that, that's the other thing. Like you put into perspective, it's different. I get it. But he, I said his name, so I have to bring it up again. Like I felt no resentment for Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, leaving. I felt no resentment when Messi left. Yeah, it's like yo, it go was, do but, but you I, and do but better. I also I, I can understand. You did a lot for me, so I can't resent you. That's how I feel about Messi. Yeah, like, literally last episode, Messi. I was like, Dog, I, was like, I, I, I remember thinking about like I, I'm rocking Tom right now. As as I, I'm wearing a, a TB12 shirt at this moment. Mm-hmm. Because, like, d- there's few people, and, and I try not to get like overly. Obviously, we're very involved in sports. I try not to let it like define my life. There's things that that person, Tom Brady, like he's given me more joy than like a lot of people that I love in my life. A lot of people who should give you joy is what you're, what you're right. trying to say. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. But it's like. I have nothing but appreciation. I can understand an OKC fan being like, we almost beat the Warriors. We had them up. We were had them down 3-1. How could you go there? I get that. Yeah. They had a gripe. But yeah, it, anyone else was just like, Katie's a snake? It's like it's like Quentin me. Tarantino. It's like Quentin Tarantino on Joe Rogan's podcast when he was like, when he asked him about Bruce, Bruce Lee. He was like, yo, did you feel any kind of way that you portray Bruce, Bruce Lee as kind of like a buffoon? And he was like, I get that his daughter would be upset. Everybody else eat a dick. Like it was just like that's how I felt about it. It was just sort of like yeah. I get OKC should be upset because you you're you literally are losing an MVP. You lost your golden egg, and who led the league in scoring three? I think two or three straight years. MVP. Yeah. I MVP. get that. Everybody, a guy else, that like was willing to live in Oklahoma City. Dude, everybody like else? that's never gonna be a hot spot for free agents. Yeah, because you know what's crazy about that? People forget that. Kevin Durant signed an extension to stay in OKC. Like when he got drafted as a Seattle Supersonic, he also stayed there longer than he had to. He didn't leave after four years. He stayed there for a little longer. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to try to figure this whole thing out. And it didn't work. And then he left in free agency in a way that he's allowed to do. So I think that people need to stop pretending like they care about parity. Because realistically speaking, and I just thought about this literally yesterday. Out of the four major sports in America, right? Four major sports: hockey, basketball, football, um, baseball, baseball. Realistically speaking, real. If we really want to be honest, every single sport we just named, only eight teams have a real chance of winning a, a championship every year. I, I yeah, I agree. I hate that. I hate the parody argument. 
So what are we talking about here? I mean, like, hockey's got speaking, a little more of like, oh, like weird shit happens plus, but you're right. At the end of the day, it's like the lightning. They've been the only real consistent lightning. Like, I, would say I wouldn't Kings. even throw the Bruins. I wouldn't I'm, I'm going to throw everybody more. Lightning. Yeah. I'm going to go Kings. I'm going to go. Um, Depending on the year the Bruins are in the mix, like they're in like Bru- that Bruins second are always, tier. Yeah. Bruins are, Bruins are close to there. From time to time, you get one, you get two of the Canadian teams. Um, yeah, and the after that, Cabs. after Caps, after the that, Sharks. Penguins, the Penguins, the Penguins Sharks are another good one. Yeah, Lightning. You said Lightning, right? Yeah, I said Lightning. Okay, so that's seven. That's like seven. Yeah. People love hockey playoffs, deservedly so, because I love they're, playoffs, they're yeah. dope, and like for sure, weird stuff happens. But like usually, the top teams find their way through. But you know, it's like I, I, I could tell you right now. I, as of this second, I see one team coming out of the American League in baseball. I, like, there's probably a couple in the NL, but like I. No, no, but no, no. Speak to the AL though. That that says a lot though. I don't that think anyone's beating the Astros. I think the Astros are like Astros are top. Head and shoulders above everybody else, and everybody and, else, and, that, and that's with four teams in the AL East that would be winning the NL East. Like, like the AL is deep in terms of good teams. Yeah, we're not talking like, about good though. We're not talking yeah, about good. Yeah, no, because you like, know why? The I AL think the East, Rays are really good. No, no, I think but, the White Sox are really good. I think the Yankees are pretty good. I think the Red Sox are pretty good. But no, no, but none of them besides are Tampa Bay. Besides Tampa Bay, you're talking about large markets who expect championships. Mm-hmm. We don't care if you're good. We care if you are historic. Great. So, like, even with that, like, I don't think that Chicago will be yeah, happy. Like how many, I mean, how many they have the best uniforms in the entire league, but I don't Ooh. think they'll be happy just making the playoffs. I don't think do? Boston will the be White happy Sox? just making the playoffs. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The, the fucking city uniforms that they came out no, with? No, no, no. I, I was going on your next point. The Red Sox aren't happy making the playoffs. Oh, oh, oh my bad. I was like, bro, yeah. you know how? No, 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 no. You're, you're, good. Good. you're good. You're good. You're good. No, the Yankees aren't happy just making the playoffs. Only Tampa Bay Rays. And even them. They I don't know. The Yankees might be happy making the playoffs. I mean, they haven't won a World Series in over a decade. But you know what you just said there? They haven't won in over a decade. That means they won a World Series. There are only a, a handful of ago. teams, who, but there's only a handful of teams in the MLB who's won a World Series. Like, there's like, it's that's not true. like something that's like, but yeah, like, I, I think does. you're absolutely right. Like, how many teams can you see? How many teams could you feel confident if you had to put money on them to win the um, uh, AFC this year? Wait, wait, even rewind. Think about this the Phillies won in 08. And we you're are not satisfied. Dog, we are 13 years away from winning a championship. Like from from when we won. That's tough. That's crazy, right? And and we talk about the Tampa Bay Rays may not be happy making the playoffs because it's been over a decade. If Tampa Bay and Philadelphia are now on the same wavelength, that's not well, what they, we want. They definitely don't feel satisfied because they've been in the World Series. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's, it's just like, but what, what was your question again? I just wanted to put that out there as, as like a main point. I was going to say in terms of looking at parity, mm-hmm. how many teams, if I said, I'm giving you a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and you have to bet it on a team to win the AFC and we're picking it random. Mm-hmm. So like, you don't get to pick what team you want. How many teams, if it landed on them, do you mm-hmm. feel de- even decent about your odds in the AFC? In the AFC? To make the Super Bowl. Make the Super Bowl, so not even win, just get to the game. Yep, just win the conference. Hmm. And we said there's 32 teams in the NFL, so 16 in 16. the East conference. Yep. 
Three. I think that might be high for a lot of people. You probably. I, I genuinely believe that's high for a lot of people. That was Who do you got? The, the Chiefs, Bills, Titans. I would say Chiefs, Bills, and Titans. Like I, I feel like those are going to be the ones who more than likely will make the Super Bowl. Like, and even and I feel like if you look at like, all right, who do I feel good about those three teams? I would it's say the Chiefs. I, really, I was about to say. I was literally about to say. I was like, <laughs> if you say like the, that, that was more my team, greater point. I think there might be one. Like, I think you could argue there's one. Yeah. If any, if anyone but the Chiefs, it's like the Patriots of, of previous years. If anyone but the Chiefs makes the Super Bowl, that's a disappointing year for them. It has been what twenty one years since the Titans have made the Super Bowl. Kevin Dyson. Um, the Bills haven't made the Super Bowl since what ninety five? Was it ninety five? Like that I don't know. One time they missed a kick, probably. So twenty six years since they've made the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs made the Super Bowl back to back years the last two years. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Chiefs, like you know what I mean. And like, almost was the last three. It should have been the last three, honestly. But like, there there is no real parody. You shouldn't go offside. So, and like, you know, you know what made me realize? I mean, I've been new. There's no real parody in sports. But you know what made me think about this deeper this year? This this week actually was that I was listening to I can't remember who it was, and I wish I can give them their props, but I can't remember. And they were like, Steve Ballmer has enough money to buy the entire NBA. Yeah. Statistically speaking, he has enough money to buy the entire NBA. That's and I thought Steve about that. Cohen. No, no, no. But I thought about thinking about this though. I mean, if you have enough money, if you own a team in, in 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 a sporting league, you have enough money to buy every every single team in that sporting league. Why are you competing? And to me, that's what makes sports great. Whereas, like, if owners really cared, if there is a salary cap, because you can't do anything about soccer, you can't really do much about baseball. But if you care, if there's a salary cap, just because you have more than me does not mean you're better than me. And to me, it's like an equalizer. But like we talked about, if we're talking about NBA, if we're talking about the NFL, if we're talking about NHL, a lot of these owners don't care about winning the way that we pretend they do as fans. They care about owning a team, making money off of a team, having the ability to say, oh, that's my franchise or whatever it's going to be. Because yeah, it's a status real, symbol. A hundred percent. Because realistically speaking, there's no way. There's 0% chance that a team like the Portland Trailblazers who beat my Sixers in 1968, I'm still mad about that. Um, <laughs> sorry, 1978, still mad about that. Um, and, well. and, and won the championship, should not have had a championship since then, or even made the finals. Finals, made the finals since then. The Blazers when got everybody the is technically, huh? Blazers got to the finals in the 90s, no? No, they did not. No. Against the Bulls. No, they didn't. The Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers did not make the finals against the Bulls. No. Do you want to put money on that? Maybe not against I, the Bulls. Against the Pistons, maybe, then it is. That was the 80s, then. It wasn't the 90s, because the because the Pistons didn't make the, fi- the finals in the 90s. Portland. It went back-to-back in 88-89. Conference championships. Ooh, the Trailblazers have won one NBA championship, 1977, as you alluded to, and three conference titles, 77, 90, and 92. Oh, shit. That was the Jordan Strug game. Shout out to Terry Porter. No, no, shout, <laughs> shout, no, no, no. Shout out to Cliff Robinson, who just died this year. Shout out to Cliff. R.I.P. to Cliff. Survivor legend as well. 
New Jersey's own, by the way. He was on Survivor. You ever watch that? I don't watch Survivor, but I knew he was on it. He, he was on with one of the goats of Survivor as well. So I, I only say that because one of my big things that I got hooked on during quarantine was watching like old old uh, seasons of Survivor because I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I'm just going to go out there. This is what a lot of people can't do. I was wrong. I didn't. I forgot that the Jordan Strzok game was in the finals. Like to me, it was just a regular season game because all that he was that great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the '90, that makes a lot more sense because to me, because the Bulls won their first championship against the Lakers in '91 against Magic Johnson and the Lakers. So to me, the Lakers went to the finals again in '90. In but like, I thought yeah. they went back to back finals. That's on me. I was wrong. Okay, so the Portland Trailblazers went to the finals. The last time they won was 77-78. Um, and Still been a long-ass time. You know what I'm saying? But, like, in their, but theoretically speaking, Imagine if they drafted KD. Do you think they would have gotten one? B-Roy, KD, no, Marcus? No, 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 because I think, I think just that, wouldn't have fallen the rough. I think management did not want to spend money because in a, in a sport, and I maybe I'm crazy. Ivan, please tell me if I'm wrong. I think in a sport where there's a salary cap, there is no excuse to not spend to the cap. No, no, contend to win as opposed to just being fucking cheap. Because I agree. I, mean, um, I, I really, th- this is no secret to anyone that knows us that we appreciate the beautiful game. I wish there was some semblance of relegation in American professional sports. I agree. I, 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 I think. I mean, it would be such a drastic approach to take, and I understand that. So when I say this, it's going to be like anyone that would listen to be like, oh, they couldn't do that. I get that. They should play a season in every sport the next year. Whoever finishes in the bottom 12. You know, most most leagues have eight have 30 teams, right? Mm-hmm. Keep 18. You know, so in the NFL, you lose 14. Those teams get relegated and it becomes a second division. But like I, I think it works. But you don't even got to do all of that. You really in don't. North American right. sport, in North American sports, there are already secondary leagues who do the same exact things as we do in the main leagues, just at a smaller capacity. So if a team like the motherfucking who got the number one pick this year, uh doesn't matter. The, I don't care. It was the um, Jaguars, right? Yeah, basically. If the, ja- if the Jaguars suck that back, motherfucker, you playing in the CFL next year. We're done. This is what it's going to be. You don't get the number one pick because you suck. You're going to go to the CFL and, and play your way through. It's called, yeah, it's called you- the North American Football League. Yeah. It, it, well, we already talked about the greatest North American football player ever, but that's a different episode. Go back and listen if you want to figure out who it was out. But that's what I think should happen because there's no consequence to not caring about winning. And I get it. Everybody don't give a fuck about winning. That's why most of the teams are owned by hedge fund billionaires in North American sports, which means they they were the guys who could never play. But now they have money. So they want to own the guys who can play. So they don't care if they win or not. It's just a status symbol. And I understand it and I get it, but I don't agree with it. I have a special appreciation for people that own their team because they're a fan of that team or they own their team because they play the game and they care much about yeah that that too that too that's different but like i look at like uh, again obviously i'm biased and i I can admit that i think of robert Kraft. the patriots were going to move to st louis Mm -hmm. 
and Robert Kraft bought them to keep them in New England because he had been a season ticket holder. That's a person that I trust to put the franchise first above his paycheck. I And again, I understand my bias when this is the name that I come to. I don't trust Derek Jeter to care about the Miami Marlins' best interests. I agree with you, though, because he's won too much as a New York Yankee to care about that. Yeah. This is yeah he traded Giancarlo Stan to the Yankees for relatively nothing. Yeah, and 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 once again, baseball doesn't have a salary cap. Yeah, it's a little different there for sure as well. But like, I look at, um, let, let's look at England, right? A, a team, a, a, a in a sport that's way more tribal, especially within the country. Mm-hmm. John Henry, Fenway mm-hmm. Sports Group, LeBron. They don't give a fuck about Liverpool, the city. No, no. but Leicester City for instance, because it's someone that comes to mind. His the, the guy who's there now, his dad was the previous owner, died in a helicopter crash. They've been around this club for 20, 30 years probably. I, I don't know. I, I can't say I'm a historian of the game that much. But, like, they feel, you know, like you can tell when they win a trophy, the owners are there. That's not true with Liverpool. That's not true with the Glazers at uh, United. That's not true – uh, with the sheiks and shit at Chelsea and Man City, like it's just not what it is. Like all those, all the clubs that were involved in the Super League, those are the people that have been corrupted. Yeah, that's a fact. And they are typically the ones who win the most too. Yeah, they are, but it's also people that like don't care about the actual game and, and like. But that's the thing that that's the that's the balancing act, right? Of like. How do you preserve the sanctity of the game while also monetizing it? They don't care about the sanctity of the game. They just care about the monetization of it, which I understand. They're making an investment in something that they have no emotional uh, attraction. I I have to push back on that, though, because we're looking at these individual sports franchises as businesses when in all actuality, that's not what they are. The league is the business, and the sports franchises are independent contractors of said league. So we got to hold these owners accountable for not caring about winning because the league is what we're supposed to be focused on. It's not supposed to ever be about, oh, the Yankees are good. It's supposed to be about, like, is the MLB good? Is the Sixers good? No, is the NBA good? Because they are not separate from what they actually work towards and work for. Like when, 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 when Goodell revealed, I don't know how he said this, but I think he revealed like two, ah, it might be five years ago at this point, when he was like, I get paid 10% of whatever the league makes. That says sense. a lot about how you care about the guy who's supposed to hold your rules accountable. You pay a guy 10%, so if the, so if the NFL makes $3 billion, he's at $300 million. That is bad at his job, by the way. I, I'd huh. like to make that clear. I, I I would argue, but uh, but, I, again, but, bias bias. Of yeah, but but that's one of those things where it's just like, if you are making three hundred million dollars, do you care about the sanctity of the league? You probably don't. You know, like, and and that's what it's about. Like, I as long like checks cash. Yeah, like when when the L.A. Clippers got sold to Steve Ballmer, he paid I think two or three times more than what they were asking for. So the person, the reason why they made Donald Sterling sell the team was because it was racist and he made more money selling the team than keeping the team and he made more money selling the team than what he did buying the team 
So how is that a punishment? And I, and I, with that one, it's such a touchy subject. And I, I can admit that, like, I don't know. There's a, that you can't rip away the team from him. I, I, Maybe, maybe you can through litigation. There's a, there's a moral clause, so technically, I feel like. You oh, could. I, I suppose that, you could then. Yeah, but I, just I the mean, way like, that the my, my thought on that is like, like is there a better NBA? alternative? But like, wasn't but, but the my biggest issue about with the league is the, the owner wasn't doing what he's supposed to do. I agree with that, but my biggest argument, as it pertains to that particular example, is the following: There's zero percent chance that people didn't know he was a racist for a decade before that. Mm-hmm. Baron Davis spoke about it very openly. I yeah no, I, and that that's why I think about it is there's many people that at that point or previously have been like, yeah, this is the fucking scumbag. Mm-hmm. So it's like the moral clause is all bullshit because they don't want to disrupt. And I'm not gonna throw out the idea that every owner is racist because I don't think that's fair. Mm-hmm. But how it's tough for me to be like, you can file the moral clause. If you let this go on for years and years, knowing that this is a bad individual. Um, and he just wasn't racist enough to be openly racist enough to impact your pocketbook. And yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. Um, and, and I think it's a tough thing to, I, I don't know how you argue it for or against um, or, or how you even really discuss it, you know, without, you know, getting emotional about it, myself included, but like, it, I have trouble being like, yeah, you could have ripped it away from a, for a moral clause. It's like, yeah, you could have done that probably 15 years before. Yeah. Like, like, like there's no way, like, especially as it pertains to racism. Right. Um, and obviously I would defer to you on, on most of these topics because you're more well-versed and have, you know, for lack of a better way of looking at it, like hands-on experience with it. Um, you know, probably having dealing with it in your life, but um, it just feels like one of those things where it's like, if I'm playing devil's advocate of the situation, you you can claim uh, the moral clause. However, it's bullshit because you should have claimed it 20 years ago. Because mm-hmm. if if he's been if he's openly racist about Magic Johnson in whenever it was 2012. I don't, I don't remember exactly when it was. I think it was. was, was ago. I think something right. like that, 11, 12, 13, somewhere. I was in high school. That is the only reason I was able to put a time frame on it. He was racist in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just is what it is. Like, you know, th- that's not like, oh, he had a sexual assault case where, like, he didn't openly do that before. Like, th- those, are, those are things that have a, a time frame on them where it's like, he did this at this point. If you're racist and you were openly racist, you were probably openly racist long before you were exposed for being openly racist. That's mm-hmm. to me a fact. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that that to close the conversation out is that's why we as fans of sporting arenas and teams have to hold people to a higher standard because if you're looking at me in my face and telling me that the only reason why you're selling the teams because they told you that you're a racist, that doesn't mean much to me when 
you've been racist this whole time. If you're telling me that there's 30 teams in the NBA, 32 teams in in the NFL, and only maybe, maybe eight teams have a real chance of winning a championship, why do I care? And we got to get that shit up out of here. Like, I, I think that I think that if you are going to sell, like, I, this is how I feel about it. And this is my, my last point about it is that the fact that a person like Mark Cuban wasn't allowed to buy the Cubs because the, the owners of the MLB had to vote on new members of the ownership says a lot about why they're voting. Because to me, Mark Cuban is a person who always wants to win. Like, I've never looked at Mark Cuban with the Dallas Mavericks and been like, yeah, I've never looked at Mark Cuban like the, the Dallas Mavericks and been like, oh, he's trying to tank. He's trying to lose. He's trying. He's always been and, trying and, to and win. That, in that vein that I put Kraft in, he cares. He like, cares. Like, 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 I don't know that there's anyone that's been so as openly emotionally caring about his players. Like, I remember watching stuff with um, him talking about Luka long term. And it's like, if he's the owner, this is his pocketbook that's being affected. Mm-hmm. And most owners that are looking at it from a business angle, from an emotional support angle, you know, if they were like, how long do you want to keep Luke around? Like, what do you envision that looking like? You know, people are trying to ask gotcha questions. He doesn't care. He's like, I will do whatever it takes. Yeah. And mo- most owners that are viewing it as a business would be like, oh, you know, we'll see what happens when the time comes. You know, we have to do what's best for the organization. He's like, no, no, I want Luca. No, no, I, but I, I want him. Think- but I haven't add this to it. He's in a state with no fucking income. Tax. Oh yeah, yeah. He's blessed. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, like, think about this. He's in a state with no income tax, and he wasn't one of the people we named earlier. When we we're like, who's who, who, who is, who are the franchises? Who's who scheming always, the system? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, people would rather go to like a Los Angeles where there's. And what, what I'll 30? always love about him as well, just as a side note, he doesn't show up in a suit. Fuck no. He shows up like he's he shows up in a Mavs t-shirt that looks no, like he, it's got 20 years no, of no, no, wear no. in it. He shows up like he might be called into the game at some point. Like he's like, yo, if yeah. I got to pull this shit off, <laughs> we in here. Like he's you know going out saying? drinking with Dirk and Steve. Yeah, you know, and, and to me, I love that. However, the Mavericks aren't considered one of the destination points in the NBA, even though there's a salary cap. To me, that says a lot, man. Like, if I was a star NBA player, if I was a star NBA player. I want to go there. I would go to any place that doesn't tax the money I make. Like I would. Like if you're telling me I make eighty million dollars, but I got to give forty five percent of it to the government, I would go to the place that says we don't believe in that. Like I, I would. Can, I, I can speak from experience. I think on this point, which is uh, one of the rare circumstances which I can relate to a professional athlete, um, <laughs> having been back in Massachusetts three-ish months, coming up on three months since leaving Texas, I notice, and I'm not getting paid like a professional athlete is, that's for damn sure. I wish I was. But it's like, I, you know, I'm looking at like, how can I move up to New Hampshire a little bit quicker? Because they also don't have state income tax. Like, it's on my mind. And I don't make millions of dollars. I wish mm-hmm. I did. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. If anyone's listening that can uh, influence such a decision, I would greatly appreciate no, it. But that, but, but that says a lot, though. That says a lot that a you notice literally is you notice you, you, you notice like if you you know when you get paid biweekly, it, if it's I mean it's, it's a couple hundred dollars that you notice different. Like think it about really this, is. Though, Ivan. No, no, think Ivan. Think about this real shit. If we talk about the NBA, Mark Cuban, yada yada yada. You telling me. 
that Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving would rather go to New York, which basically, and this is fact, this is feelings over facts. So I don't know if my numbers mm-hmm. are right. Taxes your income 50% as opposed to going to a place that taxes it 0% makes sense. It doesn't. Like to me, well, that shit. That, that, that's why the Celtics are fucked now going forward, by the way. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, just Boston. I mean, Boston teams, Philly sports teams, and like it's not like legislation is going to change. But do you know income tax came because of war? War, war. Look, look, go, go deep it makes into sense. it, bro. Think about it. Literally, look into it after this podcast. Income tax came. Because Shout out to Eddie of Bravo. Look into it, by the way. Yeah, bro. Shout. Like that. That shit came because of wartime, and then when war was over. They just left it, and we just accepted it. <laughs> they were like, that's dope. They keep giving us money. Legitimately, it makes no sense why we play income tax. You can't tell me that I play property tax. I play sales tax. I mean, I you, you get tax. really fucked with Philly, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they, they put it in because of war bonds, and they were like, we need money to fight these wars. And they and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the reason why I came in is because of the world war. The second one. Ever heard of it? One. But the second one, but it was like one of these things where it was just like, oh, well, makes you wonder. World, well, we, Captain America should have gotten this figured out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and they can they can say like, oh, well, we well the world's at war, so we need to do this because it's the world. But then when that shit was over, we just let that shit ride. So we think about this. I'm about to say this, and this will be the last thing I think we should say before we end it. No, nah, I got I got one thing to talk about. Go ahead. Okay, all, right, all right. So we incorporated income tax because of the world war because of Nazi Germany, right? Boom. So we're getting robbed without a gun. Second point about that is we invited Nazis into America to go to go to the moon with the space program. And we didn't hold them accountable for anything that they did in Germany and Poland and any of these places in Europe where they were like slaughtering Jewish people, black people, gay people and priests and people who are mentally different. Okay. third point, third point, you combine both of those points. And then we also, also lie about what happened in history. And this is where we are today. Almost, almost exclusively we lie. I can't, I can't get behind it, man. Like, it's crazy what we do in this country. But sorry, what was the other thing you wanted to throw up? Less so like a more full segment then it is just a deserved shout out. And, and this is something that we did discuss a little bit over the last couple of days. Um, we've clowned on Brendan Schaub a bunch. Ooh, okay. Okay. I like this. I like this. And, and at times I, I don't think I, I like, I'm not going to stand back and be like, we, we clowned him undeservedly. Like he's a everything we've done guy. has been very much deserved. Right, he's a very <laughs> you still haven't individual. you still haven't watched this fucking special. Don't give me that shit. Don't try Correct. to be out here trying to be like judicious. But, you, you've watched three minutes of this special. After what has happened over the last, I, I don't know what the actual time frame is from the video that came out a couple of days ago from the fighter and the kid. I think it's been a week. Yeah, no, I know because it came out like two days ago on the video version of Fighter and the Kid. Like when I texted no, you, I think it had no, been. I, out I think the I think the actual accident happened like. I, yeah, no, I think I think that had been like about a week. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Brendan Schaub deserves some flowers. Give it up to him. Big up to him. He he saved lives. Um, I mean, it's it, like I'm, I'm having trouble thinking about what he said without getting a little emotional because like he was getting emotional mm-hmm. telling it. And 
you know, he's a dramatic individual, but like this one, I think is, you know, like, I, I think it's tough. Like, I mean, we don't have kids, so it's hard to, you know, relate to it from that, that angle. But of, like that we know of it knock on all the wood around me, but, uh, yeah, Brendan Schaub is a hero in my mm-hmm. eyes. I mean, for, for what I'll say, uh, before we say anything, um, if you're unaware of what we're referring to, go um, go to the Fighter and the Kid YouTube podcast. Um, go find, I'm sure on YouTube, I think it's a clip. If you probably search the Fighter and the Kid accident. No, no, no. Fighter and the Kid clips. Fighter and the yeah, Kid clips. clips. That they they have okay. it up themselves. Yeah, yeah. Fighter and the Kid clips. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that pops up. It's like a maybe seven, eight, nine minute watch. Maybe. I think it's nine minutes. I think it's literally yeah, like nine, nine minutes. minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even want to like talk about it too much because it's just so heart wrenching to even like discuss. But I, I just felt after some of the things that we've said in terms of making light of we? Brennan Schaub's shortcomings, we, we, ma- making light of Brennan Schaub's shortcomings, um, I think he more than more than deserved a couple roses from us, uh, for for stepping up when seemingly he he and few others were actually doing it and saving what could have been more lives that were lost. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did he step up because of CTE or was CTE why he thought he should step up? Should be in the podcast on that? Just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know that I can answer that one. Um yeah, I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. Um, but he, here's what I'll say: I was surprised. Why? Wait, 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 why were you surprised? I was surprised that I. He's always struck me as a guy who cares about people, even if he didn't. No, I, I wasn't surprised. I, I, I'm being a little facetious with with a a, a meme on his title, but. I'm surprised that there was a time that I felt so swayed to say something so nice about Brennan shop, which is, which is joking and a little bit facetious. And I understand that, but I have nothing but respect for him. How opposite would have, would it have been? We might need to cut this part out of the podcast. I'm being honest when I'm being serious. I'm not, not cutting it. So watch yourself. Yeah. Never mind. This has been where (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say, would you have joked on him? And be honest, would you have joked on him if he, if the story, and I'm not going to recount the story either because it's too, he tells it too well for us to try to tell it right here. Especially after a couple of drinks. It's not fair for us to try and tell it. A couple of drinks? I don't even know my name right now. However, would you have joked on him if he was running towards the car and the guy who we saw in a tank top who was looking crazy, who got hit by a minivan at, as he says, 70 miles per hour. I think he said 70 miles per hour. 60, um, 70, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, 60, 70 miles per hour, who got up. Would you have joked on him if the guy walked over and KO'd Brendan's job like he was back in the UFC and didn't – and nothing good happened from it, and that was the headline? What would you have said? No. Um, because we still haven't seen this story in news at all. 
Yeah, it, if, it had, if it had been a one driver thing and it was just literally just that dude. But but no, no, no. But rewind, though. I don't know if you looked into it. I haven't seen the story anywhere in the news outside of him recounting it. So we don't know anything besides of what he said. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm sure it exists. But like when we talked about it, it was only his re- recount of it all. So if all you heard was him running to save somebody's life or multiple people's lives and he got KO'd like he was in the UFC, what would you have said? Um, I also think it's funny that he thinks he can beat up anybody in the world because he fought in the UFC, but that's a different conversation. That, that is a different conversation. Um, I, I don't know. It, if there was anything that shared the context or if he, when he shares the context of a mother who passed away four kids, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't clown on him for trying to get involved. But I don't if, if, if it was one driver and it was literally just the dude and he was like drunk or high or whatever and drove into traffic and so, wait, he wakes up, Shab's running over to like try and help him and he knocks out Shab. I would be like, that's nice Shab to show up. I would have clowned on him a little bit. But the, the any context of women and children being at danger or dying. um, And, and like you said, I think, and this is something I do believe and have said, and I think this is why we feel more at liberty to clown on Shab is I do think both of us believe he's a good person mm-hmm. that like, like I, I don't, I don't promote people who I think are bad people, even if I feel they, they're deserving of being clowned upon for the most part. Oh, no, you got, you got to get a podcast with me. So we'll figure it no, out. I believe you're a good person. You might be yeah. shitty. You might do shitty things, but you're a good person. There's a difference. Damn. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Be hard. Shut you up real quick. Um, no, but when it comes to Shab, it's like I, I couldn't have clowned him if he got knocked out while trying to help three, four kids under eight and a dying mother. I couldn't have clowned on him. I would have been like, I don't. Oh, I just thought about it <laughs> a little more. See? And so I was like, I was, I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like, thank God he's trying to do the right thing, but damn, he got knocked out. See, and, that, and that's no, my no, point. no, that's my no, point. Like, I don't, not I don't what know. you will want to do, but where do you think you will be inclined to do based upon how he's viewed, how we view him, and how society views? And I'd, I'd, I'd like again, to think. Like, I'd like well, to I think I would have been supportive. To, I want to say this to the podcast listeners, all seven of you. If video comes out. And the story is not what he says. You That's know what's going to happen. You That's know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and to me, that video shouldn't matter because he risked his life to ch- save children. Like even if the video is slightly different, even if the video is astronomically different, and he's still at the end of the day save children. That no, should and, be the narrative. And, but I don't and, think it and, will be. And again, we both clowned on shop, but. My, I mean, it's mainly it's mainly his comments and his and his Showtime special that clown on. That, that's fair. We, we it don't really wasn't. Him, us. We, we don't like, clown we the like person. Yeah, yeah. We don't clown the person. That's fair. Yeah. Um, even if it was astronomically different, I think while many people may not feel this way, I think you and I, and this is something that I appreciate about you, and and I would hope you feel the same about me. I think we would be able to understand that such a circumstance is so grave and like 
I don't think anyone should recount that perfectly. No, it's the nuances. Like you're going through trauma, you're going through right. serious situations where it's just like that's not normal. You know, so I want to say big up to Brendan Shop. Um, respect to his family that's still standing because he could have died multiple times during that story. It, it, and like from his from what his story is, which is what we have to go off of. Mm-hmm. Not only did he take care of the other family as to the best of his ability and seemingly has indicated that he wants to take care of the other family to the best of his ability, financially, whatever. If what he says is true, which Mm -hmm. we have no right to assume the alternative, that dude protected his family and another family all at once in the heat of what has to be a traumatic experience that no one should ever have to experience. Um, oh yeah, I got nothing but respect. You know, he he's he's the Captain America of today. We're quite right. And this has been episode 30 of the Steph Curry Terrell Davis special. Shout out to the yeah. shout, out to, shout out to Junior as well, but I may have to leave a nice, nice little comment. Uh, I'm gonna give a five-star review to you'd be surprised by Brendan Schaub. Don't lie to the people and don't lie to the special. It is what it is. We've all done terrible things in our lives, and that special is just part of his legacy. So give it the half star that it deserves. Or, 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 crazy enough, watch it one day fully and give your perfect analysis of what it should be and what it was. I got time today. Work quite right. Money bag, yeah.